Welcome to Season 3 of the Backyard Blitz. It's finally here. Training camps are back in full swing. We talk about all the latest news surrounding the Deshaun Watson suspension. DK Metcalf and Debo Samuel sign their contract extensions. And we preview the AFC East. Find out who is our hot shots of the week. Football is here. Football is back. Let's get it. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 2 of the Backyard Blitz. We got... Brandon Peebler in the house. Follow me at the Peebs22. We got Andrew Daly in the house. Follow him at Coach Daly12 on Twitter. And Coach Rick, Ricky Simmons in the house. Follow him at rsimmons 715 on Twitter. What's up, boys? What's going on, BT? Looking well, you know, forward just... to another exciting week after uh, we got a lot of great positive feedback last week on our, our platforms. Uh, Facebook and Twitter and our newly established TikTok account that really kind of took off <laughs> a lot of interaction. So, man, I'm, tell you what, when I, you know, we were, I don't think we were kidding when we said we were looking forward to Wednesday nights because it was a lot of fun last week and looking forward to it again tonight. Hell yeah, no, that's that's right up there. What you what have you boys been up to this week, Slick? What have you been doing? You've been coaching. Yeah, I've been coaching. Monday was uh, August first, first day of fall practice. Ooh. Got that smell, that stink, yeah. that, you know? That, 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 that hot that sun, stuff. that Florida sun, the humidity. Uh, we got turf grass, so it's really not that much dew, but it, it's it's enough. But it definitely feels good to be back in that that zone. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's I was outside uh, the last couple of days. It's been really hot here, and I started to have that that smell. You know, it's it's August. It, there's just something about it. I don't know what it, it is. is. You guys know what it is. If you played, you know, uh, but it's that time of the year. And training camps are in full force, like full swing. They started last week when we started our show. They've been going for about a week, and there's a lot of stuff that's going on. Uh, first off, yeah. yeah. BP, wait, wait. <laughs> Always. You, hold on. Can I cut you off for a second? Did Absolutely. you say it just started getting warm? Like, is that what happens in, in Idaho? Like, you have one month no. of summer, and then and then it goes back to winter? Or how's that work? No, listen, we're on hell's doorstep. It's been 100 plus the last seven days. It was hotter here on Sunday than it was in Glendale, Arizona. We are on hell's doorstep right now. Then we'll have a fall and then we'll have first week of or last week of summer, like fake summer. And then it goes. It's it goes fake yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Oh, I'm telling you, it's man. weird. It's weird. Come on out, man. I'm telling I was in you, North Dakota. Like, yeah, like, I, coached, I coached in North Dakota. It's kind of the same thing, isn't it? No, it's not the same thing. Uh, you, that, you think you're in Iowa? Awful. We have corn here. Jeez, that was terrible, bro. <laughs> Whatever. Let's Jeez. get into well, it. Hey, we got we got a big show tonight. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, we got a couple receivers that got extended from their team. We're going to cover the AFC East, but the big news that has kind of hogged ever since Monday, the, the headlines has been Deshaun Watson getting suspended for six games. So Monday, uh, a judge put down the basically the discipline from the, the CBA that he's going to be suspended six games. Now, there was a lot of stuff that she mentioned in there about what was going on, but six games based off of, you know, there was like 25-plus allegations for him. I don't know. Uh, six games seemed really light. Um, let's talk about that real quick because there's some news that happened today, probably an hour and a half before we jumped on the show. But, Drew, I know that you had some thoughts on this one uh, as far as six games and kind of what players have been suspended for previously and some of the things that they've been, you know, the length of their suspension. So 
uh, go on and let us know. So, obviously, man, this is a real sensitive subject, and I'm going to tread lightly here because we don't know all the facts. We don't have we don't have that information, you know, uh, available to us. What I will say, and I would just compare it to some of these other uh, suspensions that have been handed down. And my question is, where is the continuity in in these discipline rulings? All right. And I want to talk about Calvin Ridley, who has has been suspended for the entire year for gambling. $1,500, whatever it was. On his when own he wasn't, team. When he wasn't playing, when one of the NFL's biggest sponsors is DraftKings. DraftKings, yeah. It doesn't make sense to me. So you suspend a guy a whole year with, I'm pretty sure without pay, right? Is that That's how suspensions work. Yeah. You suspend yep. a guy a whole year for, for that, and now you got a guy who's got 24, 25, 26 sexual assault allegations and he's getting six games. I, it, where is the continuity, and who, who's to say this is this is the discipline for this infraction? This is the discipline for this infraction. There's no consistency across the board, and that's whatever happened in in Watson's life. I don't know. Okay, and you know I'm not going down that road. But I I would I just wanted to talk about the consistency of discipline in the NFL or the lack of consistency, I should say, because. The the punishment or the the punishment does not always fit the crime in the NFL, and sometimes it's more so. Yeah, no, I absolutely slick. I know you got some thoughts on this too. I, I want to hear yours before I kind of put mine out there because I know that there's a lot of differing opinions. Some people will say it's just right. Deshaun Watson himself has come out and said he doesn't think he should get anything, which is kind of crazy in in my mind because he he's been saying he's been innocent all along. Uh, but what what are your thoughts on this, slick? Uh, me personally, like you guys said, neither one of us know the facts. We weren't there. We don't know exactly what transpired, what took place. Me personally, I just feel like it's kind of one of those like business situations where, I mean, they did investigations and everything and still hasn't came up guilty of anything or anything as far as on the law side. But at the same time, like Drew said, it's a sensitive subject. I feel like the NFL feel like they have to do something. So no one would feel like the NFL is kind of like supporting whatever may have transpired. And I feel like the six game situation came in because they just gave them that big, big bag. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? And that like, was the thing too, Rick. Like originally yeah. it, it was six games, not losing any pay. Well, right. Very little pay. So his yeah, base yeah, salary. I thought I saw, I thought it was six games, but he doesn't lose any pay. No. So base salary. So whenever you're suspended, you lose you lose what your base pay is. But the problem is, or at least what the well, optics his bonus. Of it are. He's not losing his bonus. Exactly. He's not losing his bonus, and that's what most of his salary is this year. He only has a one million dollar base salary. It's the vet minimum. So that right. means that his what he would potentially be losing in six games is like maybe 300,000 which isn't chump change but at the same time when his bonus is like 27 28 plus million dollars for this year you know what what does that look like as far as pay goes yeah so yeah. can you fill us in a little bit on uh on what ha what what transpired today now what they're talking yeah, about yeah so yeah let's let's talk about the process so in 2020 
the new CBA was formed, and this whole situation is the first time that this has been tested, um, been put to the test really since 2020, the new CBA was signed. So this situation comes out. What the process is right now is that they have basically a third party that reviews everything that's not really affiliated with the league, that's not really affiliated with the players' union, that says what they believe that the based off of other precedents that would say that this is what the discipline should be. So Judge Sue Robinson, I believe is her name, laid down the six games. She put out a statement that said, based off of these things, the problem is six games. Well, Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott had six games for something in 2017 that was much less. It wasn't 25. Wasn't it like a cases. domestic situation, Ezekiel? Yeah. Yeah, it was so. His was, was that he domestic, lifted up somebody's yeah. he, he lifted up somebody's shirt yeah. or something on spring, spring break, break or, whatever. or whatever. So now, so you have that situation where she laid down the six games. Now the NFL has the opportunity to within three days, which would have been tomorrow by eight a.m. tomorrow, they would have to file an appeal if they did not agree with that suspension. So today they actually filed that appeal, where they're looking for more than the six games. Now here's the issue. Roger, Roger Goodell has the ultimate say in this. He, he's going to go talk to the judge. He's going to talk to the players' union. They're all going to have this big meeting. And next thing you know, he's going to make that final decision of A, it sticks, B, it's less, or C, it's more. And they're pushing for more. The, the reports are today is that they're pushing for a year or indefinite. Roger, the NFL, so Roger Goodell, pushing for more than the six games. So my thought on this entire process, especially with one that has as much light on this, the NFL has been watching and listening to what the reaction was of that six games. And Slick, to your point, the optics of it haven't been good. So you're sitting here saying it's six games, and they've been the NFL has had two days to sit there and listen to every talking head on ESPN, NFL Network, just anywhere that – this has been, and, and the overwhelming reaction has been negative towards it. So then they come out today and say, hey, it's it's done. You know, they're, they're, we're going to appeal it and see where it goes. It doesn't matter if Deshaun Watson uh, and their um, their side decides to try to sue and get more. It's built in the CBA that Roger Goodell has more. So this isn't the end of it, but, um, yeah. it's So Goodell it's, is uh, ultimately the the iron yeah. fist here, has the final oh. say in, in everything. Yeah, absolutely. Back, back to what Drew was saying earlier, I do feel like the NFL does need to do a better job in putting certain rules, laws, or whatever the case may be in place when it comes to these type of situations. Yeah, That way it's everybody has an idea or some type of understanding of what the guidelines are because we have a situation like this, but years ago when Ben Roethlisberger got in his situation, it kind of like was dust underneath the rug. You know what I'm saying? That's what it's being compared to right now is that we're going to hear a lot about Ben Roethlisberger and that situation compared to Deshaun Watson. The problem is Ben, ben Roethlisberger's situation or anybody else's situation is nowhere close to what this is. There's no precedent for what this is. So let's say this sticks to six games for whatever reason. Whatever happens after this, I, I think we can all agree there's been nothing 
prior to this that's been this egregious, at least in accusation wise. I've never, I can't no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm not comparing like the accusation. I'm just saying the whole the situation, the fact that a woman, whether it was right. 26, whether it was one, two, whatever the case may be, the fact that a female came forward, right, and had any type of accusations or whatever the case may be, whether it's true, false, whatever, I feel like it still should be handled the same way, because at the end of the day whether she's telling the truth or whether she isn't telling the truth. The fact, like you said earlier, the fact that, that the athlete put itself in that type of situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, somebody it's a should, conduct it, policy. It, it should be, yeah, it should be something put in place to where as a, as a, as a, as a professional athlete, you, you have an idea that you have a target on your back, whether it's by males, whether it's by females. So if that's what they're crying, like the, the athlete is crying or, saying the oh the female she da 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 I mean if that is the case okay you under you already know what comes with the territory of being a professional athlete and if it yeah. is true like at the end of the day like professional athlete an everyday male right is right wrong is wrong like yeah so yeah. how many times do we like see how many times we see in the NFL like a guy get uh, accused of something domestic and and nothing sticks to it, you know, and, right. and, and there's not, there's, uh, you know, there's no discipline that comes out of it. There's no charges that come out of it, but the story was run because yeah. it's an NFL athlete and uh, like, yeah, it's, uh, that's always going to be the case, but, exactly. um, you know, well, absolutely. But, and, and like with this one, there was no, there hasn't been any criminal charges as far as like they, they went to court and everything was kind of wiped away and he's been settling yeah. these things out of court. Yeah. Sure. This is, this is the personal conduct policy. He is the face of a franchise that's getting paid $230 million. And how there's a lot of that that's guaranteed, like 95% of that's guaranteed. So that's the problem. He, he was in that situation. Deshaun Watson's face is all over the news and kind of putting a black mark on the NFL, whether it's true or not. And that's where the suspensions are coming in. But the thing that's crazy is there's not a precedent for it. And the closest that they've come to it is six games that's happened in the past and that's what she went with but the thing is well there's also okay that's maybe one accusation but there's like 24 or however many more on top of that so where so where does that line up to everything else and i guess that's where the the uproar kind of is and not for nothing if uh, i forget what i was gonna say (laughs) (laughs) that's the first time (laughs) this commercial brought to you by cte (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I had, had, had to lighten up the mood a little bit. Yeah, no, oh, that's no good. I was going to say, not for nothing, the Browns knew what they were getting into, possibly, by the way. Yes. So yes. they took this risk. All right. And, and Absolutely. they accepted the risk. And now it's coming to fruition. And this is, you know, possibly the worst case scenario that, that could have happened. And it's possibly coming to light here. So they knew what they were getting into. Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, to kind of talk a little bit about the football aspect of it, there's a guy uh, named Jimmy Garoppolo that's still out there. And there's <laughs> they're mon- I'm sure that the 49ers are monitoring this situation. Who's he for, play for? Yeah. Well, right now, nobody. But he's up for trade. If Deshaun Watson gets a full year, this is what I'm saying. All of a sudden, the Browns are going to be looking at trying to get a starting quarterback. Because are they really yeah, going to go in there gonna with be, Jacoby It ain't going to be Brissett, no. Yeah, so that I mean, there's there's a lot of. I did see. Guys are I, 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 did, I did see Josh Rosen on the sideline at the Browns training oh camp. So you got, got you got you guys don't like Brissett. 
He's he's good. He's good, but he's not a he's not a seventeen game starter. Like he'll get I mean, you through a tough stretch. I feel like he he's, he manages games. Bro, wait, I'm, wait, I'm not saying he's an elite quarterback. I'm not saying he's I'm not saying he's an elite quarterback. No, I'm not comparing the two. I'm not comparing the two. I'm not comparing the two. I'm just saying the the, the teams that Reset has played for, whether he came in as a backup and took over for the season or he started, he didn't do bad. He like it wasn't. Was it, it wasn't with the Colts. Uh, believe. I think the last time think that he started with the Colts. The Colts. So. I know he was with the Dolphins. He was, he with, was the with the Dolphins. Yep, and now now he's with, he's over there. So I'm I'm just saying there, what there's the a quarterback that's out there. That's for damn sure. You it's not you what never the Browns know. fans are going to want. It's not what the front no. office is going to want. Yeah, they, yeah. You know they uh, again they willingly got into this situation and it's about to blow up in their face and people yeah. aren't going to be happy. Well, yeah. I think the reason why they even took that that gamble is because, like BP just said, as far as everything in the in the courtroom, he hasn't been charged with anything. Yeah. And I, I guess maybe they figure like because the courtroom in the courtroom he wasn't charged with anything, it was kind of like going to die down and kind of like move on. But like he just said, the NFL they stepped in and did what they had to do. But I, I can imagine they they probably getting heat from people. Oh, I'm yes. sure. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying from, again, yeah. not without getting into they, guilty they, versus innocent. You exactly. Got so they have to do something. They have to do something. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sure I, they're getting. NFL's got a lot of sponsors, man. Uh, you know, yep. and, and I'm sure they're getting heat from from some different places. So, the, and, we'll and that's it's going to be interesting in. to see how it plays out, man. Yeah, that's where it's going to come in. We'll we'll keep you uh, you know informed with this. I would not be shocked if it was a year. I think if that's what they're pushing for, and Goodell has the final say, I think they're just going through the process. And I anticipate it being a year, um, right, wrong, or indifferent. The thing is, he already sat out last year. The the Texans basically paid him twenty eight million dollars to sit on the bench. They drafted David Mills, and he played the entire season while Deshaun Watson was collecting close to thirty million dollars just sitting on the bench. The thing is. After this entire thing, and not, I'm not going to make light and say it's just going to blow over, but at some point the, se- the 2022 season is going to end and 2023 is going to be around and Deshaun Watson being on that roster, that's why they, they're going through this right now because he makes that team a really good team. We know the type of quarterback that he is. Yeah. So we'll keep you informed on that. But there was two big deals that happened over the weekend as well, two receivers that got uh, their extensions. The first one – uh, is DK Metcalf, who got a three-year deal worth up to $72 million with $58.2 million guaranteed. Uh, it's a huge deal. That's It's a huge thing. He's going to stay in Seattle. I, I don't love it for him as a player because uh, who's going to be throwing him the ball? And uh, it's Drew Locke. We talked Gino. about him last week. Oh, yeah, Locke did go over there. I know they still at Geno Smith too, right? Yeah. So not for nothing. Nate. Did you see what uh the the offensive coordinator said? I forget <clears throat> who's the offensive coordinator over there. What he said, Geno Smith has got a realistic chance of starting this year. Yeah, that, that's what I'm opening I've been the season. That. And I've been hey. seeing him putting in work. Yeah. Start him. Start him. Start him every game. I don't care. I'm gonna be there week two to see the Seahawks just get beat <laughs> you know down. Like hey, beat down. We're running a show here. All right. You gotta be a uh, you gotta put your biases aside, okay? Hey, listen, everybody. Your, your hate God for knows. your hate for the Seahawks is like my hate for Russell Ooh. Wilson. All right, I don't know who's a stronger. Hey, I'll tell you what. You know, there's a common denominator there, and it was Russell Wilson at some point. No. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of hits Seattle, on that Russell Seattle, Wilson video, by the way. 
people you got enjoyed mad, that bro. story. You got really upset. I was concerned for you. I was concerned. I tweeted, for you. My boy. I t- I tweeted at him a couple of times. He never answered me. Of course not. He was surprised. He, he, yeah, Sierra. He won two stepped around that with Sierra. Yeah. You're welcome. <sighs> Listen, your boy right here, Debo Samuel, also got extended over the weekend. Um, he signed a deal that's very, very close to what DK Metcalf's is, uh, $72 million, uh, 58.3, I believe his was. So that's done. There was a whole thing that came out, and I got to say this. There's a whole lot of Adam Schefter out there talking about, oh, he didn't like the role that he was in, which was complete BS in, in Debo's press conference. He goes, listen, everybody knows that I coined the term wide back and all that stuff. The cool part about it is, I'm excited that he's back in San Francisco. That's a huge deal for them when we start to talk through the talent that they have on that team. But uh, which one of those uh, were you? Were, did you guys think that either one of those were going to get moved? Um, and if so, which player did you think was more likely to get moved between the two? When it comes to Metcalf, you know uh, what I found interesting was you know he was he had come on you know on record saying that he you know threatened to lock out he was never going to lock out he the, the type of guy he is man he's always going to be there he's always going to uh, be there for his team but he wanted he wanted to get paid and if yeah. there was one guy out of those two that I thought could have possibly gotten moved it was DK probably just just because of the quarterback situation um you know I didn't know the direction that they were going to go but uh I, I just thought it was funny once they locked up D, uh, DK that uh, Debo signed an extension for a hundred thousand, a hundred thousand dollars more. <laughs> yeah. Day, you're starting to you're starting to do some math back there. I thought it was a perfect time to do. A I little failed math. I failed math so many times I can't even count. I mean, hey. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I, I thought it was funny that that Debo had a hundred thousand dollars higher than. Uh, DK Metcalf, I, I I don't think that happened by accident. But if there was one guy that no. I thought was going to be moved or could could have been moved, it, it was it was DK versus Debo. I don't think Debo was ever going to go anywhere. Uh, what do you think, Slick? So before I answer a question for you as a 49er fan, Ooh. do you feel the deal that they came up with, do you think it was reasonable or do you think Debo deserves more based off of what he does and what he brings to the table for the organization? I'm glad you asked that. So I think it was a great deal. Um, matter of fact, his cap number only went up $1.8 million for this year. So they technically they could still keep Jimmy on the books if they wanted to um, and DK there or uh, Debo there. But he has a bunch of incentives that if he rushes 350 yards in the season, he gets like an extra $650,000. So I feel like it's perfectly reasonable with the incentives that are in there that he can achieve, uh, you know, by doing the things that he does. But he, I think that honestly, I wouldn't have been surprised if he could have got more. But um, you know, at the end of the day, I'm glad that he's a 49er. He's going to hit the free agent market again, so it's an extension. So he's going to be there for four years. So we'll we'll see what happens after that time. But um, I, I think, I think we actually got away with not having to pay him you know, 25, 30 million dollars, which is kind of what it sounded like in early May. Yeah, that's what that's that's what I'm saying. Like I, I definitely feel like he because what what was Cooper Cup's deal? Oh man. His was crazy, right? Yeah, his was let's I look feel it up. like I, I feel like Debo like because what he's done, what he does, I feel like you 
feel like he could have, he should have like got that type of money. I mean, that's just my opinion. I, I will say the thing Cup about one hundred and ten million over five years. Yeah, so Cup I feel like he should have got a deal similar to that. Twenty six point yeah, seven per year. Here's the here's the deal though. Cup was a triple crown winner this last year, which hadn't been done in a really really long time. So he, I, I mean, he I, does I respect, everything I right. I respect it all. Debo, this was his first big year. 1,400 receiving yards, which, I, by the way, he has more receiving yards than Tyreek Hill with 30 less catches, by the way. Everybody puts Tyreek Hill on this pedestal. But Cooper oh, Cup, I'm just I'm throwing it out there don't, for real. Don't he, piss off the Niners fan, bro. Don't piss off the Niners fan. But he had been riddled with injuries in the past. In 2020, he had cut, he uh, had a Liz Frank break in his foot in training camp, and so he missed a lot of time during the 2020 season. Um, and then 2019, he had missed, I think, a game, maybe a game and a half with a hammy. So he had never broke a thousand yards prior to last season. So I was okay with it. I think Cooper Cup does a lot more more consistently when it came to his contract. But nonetheless, I mean, Cooper uh, Cup had an injury too, though. Yeah, but he has he he D, Debo missed way more games than than Cooper he did. Cup. He did, but before, let's be real, before Robert Woods got hurt. Cooper Cup was kind of like that number two guy. Yeah. I'll, well, I'll tell you what made Ricky, Cooper Cup. Ricky is dropping facts here. No, I'm, I'm, I mean, I respect Cooper Cup, and I'm not saying he doesn't deserve his money. I just feel like Debo should have gotten maybe not the same exact numbers, or but something similar or something more than what he got. Just for the simple fact of he plays wide receiver. He's a punt return guy. He plays mm-hmm. running back when you need him to. Like, he's a he's – a, he's a, a, a guy that's undersized, as they say, but he still he blocks on the perimeter well. Like, yeah, he does it all. He's 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 definitely a, a iron guy. I I agree with you, I, and trust me, I'm I would be if it was my money, obviously, and I was paying these guys. I'm surprised he actually only got three years a three year extension, but that happened because DK got his. AJ Brown actually got traded and then got his. So Debo was just kind of one upping them more so than competing with Cooper Cup. He was more competing with DK, Terry McLaurin, and AJ yeah, Brown and what's like DK got what he deserved. Yeah. DK DK don't get me wrong, DK is a good receiver, but his 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 build, his attributes, what he has, I just feel like he still hasn't it's untapped. I, I feel like there's yeah, a lot of there's I, I a feel lot like, of I feel like a lot of people expected him to come into the league and have more of a, a, a impact than AJ Brown. But it's kind of the roles have kind of like reversed. Wasn't there Going a knock on the DK last week. coming in, out of the draft? Like, what was yeah, the knock he on dropped. DK coming out of the draft? Drops and, and injuries, right? Yeah, and injuries. Yeah. And he dropped all the way to the end of the second round, really. I think Debo actually got – I'm trying to think of where that went. I, I want to say it was really close. Either Debo got drafted right before DK or DK got drafted right before Debo. I just remember, remember being in you know in the Philly market and everybody being pissed that the uh, Eagles didn't draft DK Metcalf and I forget who they drafted instead, but guy's terrible. Yeah, I, I think so. DK reminds me a lot of To, like just the way that he's built, right? Like he can he can run, like he's built like To was. Build, right? yes, ability, nah, no. Well, there's not a lot of people that ability-wise can stack up with with T.O., <laughs> but to my knock on Russell Wilson to kind of piggyback off of you, Drew, last week, I don't think Russell Wilson was a good fit for what D.K. does. Uh, Russell Wilson's great for Tyler Lockett to throw the long ball. 
but it's not it wasn't good to play that short game catching the slants and all that so i think that's what dk is kind of built for is being that possession receiver that can break a couple tackles and take it um but that's just not the way that that seattle plays but we got a whole division to talk about. I'm excited for both of those guys. I'm always excited to see uh, Yay, the stay. AFC East. Woo! We we got the AFC East to come up here. And uh, Drew, I just got to make sure, okay, <laughs> last week it was Russell Wilson. You were all fired up. Is there anybody in this division at all that, like, you have anything with? Is it is it Josh Allen? Like, did you meet him one time? I, I actually no, came close to meeting Josh Allen. Oh, you came close? Yeah, he played no, for I don't, uh, he was Wyoming, so he's, oh, he's been true. in town yeah. a couple times. Okay. I got I got a little problem with my with with Zach Wilson here, but uh, <laughs> oh boy, I got a little wow. problem with Zach Wilson. All right, I, well, let's dive into it. Do you want to dive into it? Because it's a whole. It's not just Zach Wilson. It's the whole over evaluate or over valuation of quarterbacks in general. And there's no reason why okay. this guy should have been drafted where he was last year because he's not the player that should fit that draft pick at quarterback. I agree That's with just you. my opinion. So, I think the NFL let, in general has a entirely overvaluation of quarterbacks. And they, I was happy this year to see um, some of those guys, you know, not personally like drop to where they did, but I was happy to see NFL teams not reach for guys that don't deserve to be reached for, which I think has been happening over the past, um, five or six years, I think, like I said, the, the overvaluation of quarterbacks and I get, you know, just being a quarterback guy myself and, and, and seeing things that I don't know, like it just, there's no reason why I think this guy should have been drafted number two overall or whatever he was, but that's just another. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about that here in two seconds. I have my opinions on it too, because I actually think I'm more in line with, with you, Drew, but let's look at the New York jets. Okay. Okay. New York Jets, horrible typo right there. I can't believe it's it's driving me nuts. But DJ Reed they brought in, Jordan Whitehead from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Lakin Tomlinson from the 49ers, CJ Uzama uh, from the Bengals. But their draft is has gotten a lot of hype with Sauce Gardner coming in from Cincinnati, Garrett Wilson from Ohio State, Jermaine Johnson from Florida State, and then Brees Hall. That's a hell of a draft for them. Um, but, again, it's, it's the New York Jets. Um, I still think that they're building. They were they were four and thirteen last year, fourth in the division. They missed the playoffs. Um, I'm excited for their draft, but I mean, I'm not going to sit in here and, and think that all of a sudden they're going to be a playoff contender by any means. Mm, no, I don't. I, I think you're right there. Uh, you know, yeah. You know, the draft picks are something to be excited about, and I guess you know uh, Zach Wilson coming into his sophomore year is something to be excited about. Elijah Moore was a little bit of a glimmer of hope. Uh, Carter at running back was a little bit of glimmer of hope. It's just there's not yeah. enough there. I mean, I don't. I don't think there is. There, there's missing pieces all over the place. Slick, what are what are your thoughts on that? Um, I know that when it comes to Jermaine Johnson, I know that you keep your eye on Florida football quite a bit. He was a, a talented edge rusher out of Florida State. What are your thoughts on him, and what do you think that he's going to be able to bring to the New York Jets? Um. First of all, uh, since I don't like Florida State, I'm going to say I can't give Florida State the credit for that guy because he did come from Kirby Smart's camp. He did. But I do respect what he did last season as a Florida State Seminole. Um, I think he definitely will have an impact on the NFL quick, and I think he will bring something to the table for the New York Jets. I don't think he will bring enough to just turn the, the, the whole organization into a – 
top-notch playoff team or Super Bowl team. Um, but like you said, they did have a couple nice draft picks, and they still have some stuff that came back, some guys that came back that I feel would help. But like Drew said, I, I don't think Wilson is that guy. Like he was okay yeah. at he was okay at BYU. Okay what, at BYU. For what BYU did, like the system fit him. But what really showed me that he wasn't a guy is when they played Coastal Carolina. Yes, I one hundred percent agree uh, with that. When let's I watch that game. That kind of showed Dicky, me. Like, bring yeah. up the film. Let's let's <laughs> dissect it right now. I mean, like this is. This guy had no, and I, we're getting off on a tangent. This guy had no business being drafted where he was, and these guys are number putting, two overall, not for nothing. But when he maybe got injured should, last, when he got injured, last, go ahead. When when he got injured last year, and Mike White came in and started playing well, they thought Mike White was the QB of the future, right? <laughs> That's his name, right? I'm not screwing that up, am I? No, no, Mike White, yeah. and I think he went like he two went and zero or something hurt. like that. Yeah. yeah, and then he yep. got hurt, and and that was the end of it. But they, you know, like, you lose faith in 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 Wilson after what, however, six games or whatever it took for him to get hurt. Yeah, I'm not. Mike White I'm comes in, wins a couple, and yeah, yeah, it's just what. Here's 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 where I start to say that I can't buy in. It's the New York Jets. There's one. Number two, now I, I know that they got a really good coach that came in, Robert Sala. Uh, I, I, I think he, he's he's a good coach. He's a player's coach. But Zach Wilson, at number two, I, I was I was hoping that they were going to take him number two because the 49ers were right behind him at number three, and I did not want Zach Wilson. I think he's undersized. I think he had one good year at BYU, and that year was when it was the, the COVID year, and he struggled mightily against Coastal Carolina. Um I watched several games of him miss wide open guys and just by looking at him wouldn't pull the trigger on a wide open guy and then next thing you know he's scrambling around and then he'll make a play and his receivers bailed him out a lot but he did not have the film that deserved a number two overall pick he no. didn't have the stature to have a number two overall pick and he didn't quite have the pedigree year over year consistency to be a number two overall pick compared to what we've seen in the past there's no reason he should have been drafted there. no it wouldn't i would say first round two and i want to i want to make i want to get paid with what these nfl scouts are getting paid because i just what are these guys doing man and i'm the the, the day i lost respect or lost faith in in Zach Wilson was when he cost me friggin' uh, 1200 on a parlay against Utah. <laughs> the friggin' there game. It is. There it is. I will always know there's something with you, Drew, that there's yeah, a reason like, why. VP, like you said, though, man, he's undersized. He looks like your your wife's brother, like, like not your wife. Just like he just looks like a little kid, I'll, man. And I don't know. I'll tell you what, it, it my wife would be like if, if, if. Her brother looked like him. I, I mean, I'd, I, I'd be. That's crazy, man. Apparently, Zach some Efron. women. Uh, apparently, some women like that look because he's getting into a little trouble lately. <laughs> he's getting into the... some trouble, and that's why. Hey, I was just asking. But Zach Wilson looks like he looks like the guy that would play uh, himself in like a high school musical. You know what oh, I mean? Like he doesn't oh, yeah. look the part. He doesn't look like the part he, at all. Like his picture on his on his bio on the team website. Has got a headband on, like, uh, like, in, like, in, I don't know. It, it, it's just I don't like. The I would want to see what he would do in the SEC. 
And I don't think if he if he played in the SEC, he wouldn't have been a starter. Him coming out, I don't he think have been a starter. No, Ricky dropped for, any, for 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 any team in the SEC, he wouldn't have been a starter. Joe Flacco, there's reports coming out today, and Robert Sala had to talk about it. Is that Joe Flacco is out playing him in camp? He went I to his part. That's crazy. He called he called Joe Flacco Joe Cool, which by the way, there's only one Joe Cool. That's Joe Montana, but. Joe Flacco to be I mean Joe Flacco went to and won a Super Bowl. I get that. But he's not he has not played to that stature over the last 5 plus years. To be outplayed by him in camp and I know it's camp, but that's that's a problem. Your your teammates are seeing that. So what? You're going to be you're going to have a a third and 7 in a crucial situation. You're going to turn to look at high school musical to get you out of the jam? No. <laughs> Sorry. You know, can't, it must be it happen. must be a New York New Jersey thing because you know, the team on the other locker room, the Giants, your QB, you could say the same damn thing about him, and, I'm, and I will when we talk about them, but you can say he, the same thing about it. You talk about overvaluation. What the hell did that guy do? Yeah. To deserve, I don't know. You know, and we'll talk about that at a later time, but I, you could have a whole segment over on the overvaluation of quarterbacks in the past t- five, ten years. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Well, I mean, it's the Jets. I don't think that any of us are really predicting – uh, them to do any any good so far um just no. based on what we're saying i think they have the right building blocks um but um they're about as incompetent as the guy that typed up new york jets 2022 schedule right there so if you take a look at their schedule they got we got the the ravens the the browns Bengals. um i i honestly just looking at this i'd be shocked if they won five games what, yeah. what do you guys think i got them here at five and twelve like I, yeah I say five games. Five I, games. I, I tried to go through the schedule and try to find five, and I'm like, okay, maybe one of the other maybe Detroit? players will be hurt, or their their flight will get delayed, or something. They got to use scabs or something. But <laughs> that's the only they, way they, these guys they might are lose their bye games, week. right? Yeah, they might lose their bye week. I think Zach Wilson I, I, will win his bye week. But. I don't know. Well, I mean, if he calls his uh, his mom's uh, friend, he might win the bye week. I mean, he's already <laughs> trying to win the offseason with that stuff. But, hey, I digress. And, and could we'll possibly on. five later on, like when other teams are banged up. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. Or when they already got playoffs wrapped up and they're playing. Exactly. Like, and you're resting your even, guys. Even that, dude. I don't know if the Jets can beat some of these uh, <laughs> college teams I out here. I don't know. Let's move on to Miami Dolphins. There's a lot of stuff going on with the Dolphins. They had a crazy good offseason. Uh, number one, they picked up Tyreek Hill. They have a new head coach, Mike McDaniel, uh, that was the offensive coordinator for the, the 49ers last year. Uh, they also picked up Raheem Mostert, who's kind of struggled with the injuries, but he is really fast. Um, a matter of fact, I'd love to see Mostert and Tyreek Hill in a, in a foot race. I think that would be tough. Uh, Taron Armstead, the tackle out of New Orleans. Uh, so they're looking at protecting Tua. Cedric Wilson uh, coming in from Dallas and Sony Michelle. So they brought in a lot of guys that are household names into that offense to help Tua out. Um, they lost Devontae Parker and Jacoby Brissett. Um, what do you guys think about what they did in the offseason, uh, just taking a look at some of these names? Well, I mean, I'll, I'll start. I mean, first, I th- and one name's missing here, uh, a big name uh, on this sheet or with the slide or whatever is Chase Edmonds, I think. Um, yeah, coming I mean, over from Arizona. Yeah, I'm. Everything I'm reading right now is he's going to start at running back for them. He's, wow, I, he, he's yeah. good. 
no, I mean, he's pushing Gaskin and, um, yeah, every, like I said, everything I'm reading right now has got this this guy Edmund starting um, at running back for them. Uh, obviously, the big you know the big additions Tyreek Hill, um, you know he's the shiny new toy that everybody wants to play with. But can you utilize his skill set to the most or to the utmost potential? Um, I don't know if they can simply because I don't know if Tua has that ability. Um, I think Tua is a good man, game manager, and I don't use that term in a derogatory way. I think, uh, you know, um, it's, you know, you could be a good uh, game manager and still be a, a good quarterback, and I think uh, Tua is. I just don't think that Tua could make the most out of uh, Tyreek's um, skill set. Uh, you know, he comes in, he's a 67% completion rate. You know, he, like I said, he's, he's efficient, but he's a manager, and and he's a winner, man. And he won in Alabama, and I think, you know, eventually he's going to win in Miami. Um, you know, I think the, the receiving combo with, with Hill and, and Waddle is, is might, might be one of the most dynamic receiving duos in, in, the, in the league, maybe. Um, and then you throw in tight end, Gasicki or whatever, who, you know, had a good year for them last year. I think offensively they can be pretty good. Um, they got to get that run game going because, um, you know, I think I think Gaskin averaged like three and a half yards carry, and that's just not going to get it done. So, between Mostert yeah. and and Edmonds and, and Gaskin, they got to they got to figure it out and starts up front. You know, Michelle. And, and Michelle too. So, uh, yeah. What do you think, Slick? I, um, I think I think the Dolphins I think they do have a better record than nine and eight this year. Um, Tua, I, I I mean I always liked Tua when he was at Bama, especially when he was healthy. Uh, you bring him in more weapons. Uh, I saw something where Tyreek Hill went on. I think he was on. What, was it first tape? Yeah, he's been on a couple different shows. Yeah, he said, he's not he shot. Said two, he said two yeah. was 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 probably like the most accurate quarterback in the NFL. I mean, well, one of them. So I, I mean, he, he did say, he did say that, but I don't he know. If that, yeah, that. he said. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, at, at the end of the day, like I mean, you're right from what we see. But he's running routes with him every day, and he played with Mahomes for the last however many years. So, sure. I mean, I don't know if it's one of those situations to where he's just saying X, Y, and Z because that's his quarterback now, or if he's sincere about it. If he is sincere about it, I mean, we don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, Tua, I feel like Tua is now starting to come into his own as well because you got to look at the situation, how he came into the NFL, halfway hurt. He was just coming back over the injuries. I feel like now the game is starting to slow down for him, starting to read defenses better. You add some weapons. Who knows? All right. I, I'm getting fired up now, Slick, because I am not a big Tua guy. I, I At Alabama, I think he was great. Um, he fit into that that offense really well. He's, he's used to throwing to a lot of playmakers. The problem is they gave him a Ferrari, and he's got a, a Geo arm. Okay? I don't a think what? it, it – a geo, like a geo metro, like he can. What? He's accurate because he throws. He throws. He could use yard, a better car. Passes. I could use a better <laughs> one. Well, more well known car. I don't know. I've never Ford heard of a focus. geo metro. Geo. Right, geo metro. Ford man. Focus. Prius. Ford Focus. Yeah, Prius. Are. Prius. We can do Prius. Okay. Yeah. I'm. I'm not sold on his arm strength, and I think that's going to be a lot of where Waddle and Tyreek Hill they blow the top off of defenses. Now, Mike McDaniel. The only caveat to what I'm going to say. That, that would be against it is 
he came over from San Francisco and he's he's built a run team that gets yards after the catch. Tyreek Hill is really good with yards after the catch, so he can take a 10-yarder and and take it to the house. I just don't think two in, in my opinion, my hot take is I don't think Tua lasts the entire season as the starting quarterback in Miami. Mm. I, I, I I think either he's gonna get hurt because of his injury history and or his performance. Even towards the end of last year, he's late on a lot of his throws where he's just holding on to it. There's a window open and he just doesn't do his receiver any favors. There could be a lot of big plays that are out there. Um, he gets he he has escapability, but he doesn't use it enough to be able to to help him out. And he doesn't have the arm strength like Mahomes did. Now Tyreek Hill, he came out and said what he said. My thing is, what else is he gonna say? He got right. traded to I Miami, and he's and he's yep. going from Mahomes. Like everybody's gonna be asking, well, what what do you think about him compared to Mahomes? You got to build up your guy. That's your guy. That's who you're gonna be playing yeah. with. But I think there's a little bit more gamesmanship in that potentially or trying to uh, build it up. I think we're going to get to week two or week three, and we're going to see a little bit more fluff. Do I think that Miami is going to have a good football team? I do. They got a lot of good players there. I think they'll be well coached. Um, but I, I think it's Tua's team right now, and he, all the tools, he has all the tools. He has no excuses. And I think we're going to see kind of early on that of his shortcomings, and, and I think it's going to be really obvious, and they might – they might turn somewhere else, and I, I just don't see him finishing the year as being the starter in, in Miami. I'd be I'd be honestly shocked. BP, but to touch on what you said, man, Mike McDaniel comes over. He's from uh, – he's the offensive coordinator from the 49ers, right? Yep. What kind of quarterback was Garoppolo? But the, so, the, the 49ers yep. were successful. So I think yep. this guy knows how to – handle this type of quarterback and knows how to protect him and put him in the good situations that's going to make him and the offense successful all right you you a lot of play action uh run game first a lot of moving the pocket maybe getting him comfortable you know moving outside or getting his feet going a little bit and the the only like i said the big hiccup for me is he can't get i don't think he can drive the ball downfield and and that's where i with think waddle what? and hill yeah you know but again you got somebody like McDaniel who hasn't been known for driving the ball downfield. All right, run, 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 play action, set up the pass, get 10 yards, and, and go back to work. Long drives, you know, stuff like that. So it, it'll be interesting to see, man. I think if anybody could do it, um, you know, it, it'll be McDaniel to, to bring it out of him. McDaniel's a really smart coach, and he does a lot of different things, and he, he comes from that Kyle Shanahan tree where a lot of those players that have been – or coaches have been around him – like he's a really Kyle Shanahan is one of the best player play callers in football. He 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 is. That's not with the logo back there and everything. I think every everybody says that on just about every show. My problem with Tua is his release isn't what Garoppolo's was. Garoppolo had a tremendous quick release that where he was able to get up, get it out there, and he had a really good run game that was getting more than three point five yards a carry. Right. I think Tua's success is going to be built around the run game. If they don't get that going, and it's only three point five. I think that's where he's going to get in trouble. Tua's, I think Tua's got that yeah, Tebow release. He does it way and it's, up, it's yeah. long. Yeah, it, and so that's why I think he, he's going to get into trouble. I don't think I think they have the players to do it. I just don't think that when it comes down to him, I think we're just going to have more questions. And he has all the tools right now. Like, when is it going to be better for him right now than than it is right now? Like, is it going to be next year? The quarterback class of next year, and you guys know, you guys follow college ball really close. The quarterback class coming up next year that's going to be eligible for the draft is really good. This is to his time. If he doesn't 
do it this year, he's going to be out in Miami, and they're going to draft the guy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he'll be all right. Because like you said, I mean, I get what you guys are saying as far as his arm strength down in the field. But like you said, McDaniel, he's a good X and O guy. And you add Hill to Waddle, you add both backs, and both of those backs can run the ball and have a successful uh situation on the on the ground but they also can catch the ball out of the backfield well too so now you take a lot of pressure off him to where he doesn't have to go downfield as much and you got a nice tight end as well so i mean like like you said mcdaniel can dink and doink and take shots when he needs to take shots as far as play action and hit the middle of the field with the tight end i feel like they'll be all right i mean we're just going to talk i think they will too right if we're just going to talk stats, though, he, he's he's never played more than 13 games in a season. Uh, yeah. He's never thrown more than than 26,000 yards is what he did uh, last year. Um, 26,000? Sorry, 2,600. <laughs> 2,600. A lot of those was so close to half was yards after the catch. Right yeah, now, he said records, bro. Yeah, he's a record setter, Brandon. HOF right now. Hey, I'm just, I'm just telling you, this yeah. guy hasn't proven that he can do it, and it's on his plate, and I just don't think he can. Yeah, I mean, he has week, had an unhealthy you see team, my veins too, popping. Last week, you see my veins popping. See I see BB's getting veins getting red right now, or getting, no, I'm, getting big. The, the, the Dolphins, had, they haven't been healthy either. I mean, you had a, a, a yeah, partner that's, right. that's been like healthy and been hurt. Protect the quarterback, and not. And I'm not talking from the offensive line perspective. I'm talking about from a play calling perspective. Yeah. Protect the quarterback, and they'll be good. Yeah, they, put him he in has, good spots. Put him. He in has good the spots. tools. He has the tools yeah. around him, and that I'm, that's what I'm saying. I think that Miami has a good roster. I think they have a good defense. Uh, if we take a look at this, I mean, they have a they have a good defensive line. They have a a, a good secondary. Mm-hmm. If you look at their offensive weapons, they have them. They might be struggling a little bit on the offensive line, uh, you know, their right tackle and their le- their left guard. But this is on Tua. And I and in my opinion, I just don't think that he's going to be able to get it done. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen him last a full season. And I just the guys that they brought in, I don't think I, I think they're going to help him. But they're going to more show his shortcomings than they're going to show what he can do. And I, I, how it, as soon as Tyree Kill gets underthrown three times. Like, you know what's going to happen. We we all know what's going to happen. It happened in camp in Ooh, OTAs. I'm telling you. Footwork. That just means he has guy. to get back quicker. Hey, just remember. Guy? Yeah, don't get back quicker. Get that guy off the screen. Spot on with two. <laughs> is that, is that Hulk Hogan? That <laughs> is. Look at that. Spot on with two a BP, brother. Let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother. Yeah, that's Iron Mike Daly. Take it easy, all right? Hey, hey, that. Um, I, I just, you know, about. let's not forget who came in and won the national championship from Jalen Hurts. All right, so. Oh, how many other Alabama quarterbacks have done well in the NFL? I'll wait. I'm, so, dude. You don't want to have this conversation. <laughs> you don't. Let's take, have this, right? yeah. let's take a look at the Miami Dolphins. Let's take a look at the Miami Dolphins schedule here. They start off against the Patriots and Ravens and Bills. There's three and Bengals. So all those teams right there were in uh, other than the Ravens, but we know that they missed uh, out on the playoffs last year due to injury. It wasn't because of talent. But you got the Bengals that they play week four that represent the AFC in the Super Bowl, the Bills, who quite honestly are the favorites to represent the AFC this year, and the Patriots, who I don't think are as bad as, as people – as people think, they're a well-coached team. This is a tough start. I can see him 
it, they have to almost split that. I don't think I think they can come out of, of that one and three, and that's lucky if they do. What do you guys I don't think? think the Patri- I don't think the Patriots are bad at all. I think the Patriots are pretty good. Um, too. I got you know. I got the I got the uh, Dolphins here at ten and seven. They can go either way. They can be nine and eight. They can be eleven and five. I, I think eleven and five is overachieving, or I'm sorry, eleven and six. But um, like I said, if if the coach does right by Tua, I think they can they can be a successful team this year. Yeah, I agree. If, if the coach, if McDaniel does what he needs to do, I I, I like him to be eleven and six. I'm I'm just looking at the schedule, guys. I don't know where those eleven games are. I I don't. I mean, maybe the Patriots. I know that they always the play Patriots, the Patriots they, well. They they always play the Patriots well. Know, they always have. You got um, the Jets, the Ravens, Vikings, Steelers, Lions, Bears. Like they're all winnable games. Oh my! Yeah, yeah the Browns the, right there before the bye week. And then you come back. You got the Texans, Niners. God knows, you know they're not. You know the team. Don't get me started, Drew. Anymore. Don't get me. Don't uh, get me started. Yeah, they're all, yeah. And, I, I think they I can do count, it. I just counted nine without even dissecting it. So that's what I'm, I'm just looking at the fact that last year they, they they went nine and eight. Um, they had some key pieces on offense and defense that were hurt throughout the season, and they still went nine and eight. And now you have a OC, like you said, he's your former OC in Frisco. Yeah. You see I like what he him. Did That's where there. the animosity comes in. And, I think. And, That's why and, he's and so they, pissed. And they added more like weapons it. than what they had last year. I feel like offensively they'll be better this year than they were last year. With my problem AFC. is, I agree. The AFC is loaded. The AFC is loaded with quarterbacks. I don't think Tua is one of those guys. I do yeah, agree with you. We're talking about the they, schedule. You're talking. I know. Who cares I'm how many about quarterbacks the, the AFC has? We're talking about. The Dolphins' yeah. schedule right here wins and, and they play in the AFC with right. lots of those but quarterbacks, better, but they're better than these teams. I think these guys are some of the two is better than most of these guys on this on oh this schedule God. here. Listen, oh, just because you're salty, you be, you're salty all, that the, that all the of those Dolphins teams don't have good defenses, all of those teams I, don't have good defenses. Hey, listen, I, I I agree with that. I do think they have a good team. I think, like I said, going back to my my point, is I think that two is going to let them down. If if they go zero and four or one and three going into that Jets game October 9th, do they do they pull Tua? Absolutely not. Mm. You're to, you're talking about the maybe like, not. okay, maybe the hardest stretch of their schedule is in the first four weeks. Ride the storm and then get to the get to the Jets and then you got one two like three four five six seven potentially yeah. seven games right there before the bye and then you come back you got the Texans Niners suck and you got oh, everybody wow. else. <laughs> wow, he's trying to get me going. We're getting out of this. We go over to the Patriots. I can't wait to talk the Niners with you, Drew. That's going to be must see TV. <laughs> telling you right now, Trey, Trey Lance. <laughs> talk about overvaluations at quarterback. Oh my sweet oh, death. All right, let's go on to the New England Patriots here before I pop a blood vessel. Newsflash, North Dakota State quarterbacks don't do well in the NFL. Carson Wentz, <laughs> Trey Lance. All right, let's go to the Patriots. All right, let's go to the Patriots. Key additions, Jabril Peppers, Devontae Parker over from Miami. Malcolm Butler comes back uh, to New England after uh, basically being a Super Bowl hero a, uh, a few years ago. Cole Strange, oh, man. My own mother. Thank you. My own mother. Hey, hey your dad please. went against you. My mom's going against me. I guess it's, uh, How do you get it's one of those things. <laughs> Just click it again. There you go. Uh, key departures, Kyle Van Noy's gone. J.C. Jackson, which was their best corner. 
uh, Shaquille Mason, uh, Dante Hightower, their linebacker, who really kind of uh, led that defense. He's currently a free agent. And then Jamie Collins on the edge. Now, the Patriots were really close going into week 16. They had an opportunity to uh, beat the Bills and, and, and get that number one seed potentially in the AFC last year. They lost that game. Uh, they end up being second in the division. They end up losing in the wild card round. I, I still like what I see from the Patriots. They're, they still have, in my opinion, one of the best coaches to ever coach. Um, I guess the question is on, on Mac Jones – Right, Alabama quarterback. We just talked uh, about that. Yeah. Um, but what what are your thoughts? Initial thoughts. We'll go with Slick here. I, w- I want to see what your thoughts are on uh, New England. Um, I mean, first of all, Mac Jones. I, I I think he's a pretty good quarterback. On top of the fact that the system that the Patriots runs, it fits him. Um, it's real similar, if not the same exact system that Brady had. So he doesn't really need much. But you do get a Devontae Parker. And if he stays healthy, goes back to that Louisville Devontae Parker, he definitely can help you out with what they already have within the system. Um, you get Peppers on the on the defensive side. You get Butler back. I mean, I can see them having a pretty good season. What do you think, Drew? I know that you said uh, early on that you like the, the Patriots. You think they're a good team. But what do you think I, about them going into this season? So, so I mean – if we're going to dive into everything, I like the Patriots. Um, I like Mac Jones. I think he's a good pro-style quarterback. I think he's in a good system. Uh, Belichick, yeah. obviously, with Brady, knows how to use him. Uh, yeah. The 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 key number one key addition there, Jabril Peppers, just hasn't he hasn't panned out the way the yeah. uh, experts thought that he would coming out of he's bounced uh, around college. Yeah, he's bounced yeah, he's around. Bounced he around. hasn't had many good seasons. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what he can do with New England. Now, the the big thing with me with the Patriots, man, I love their uh, their run game. I think the two headed monster there with uh, Damian Harris and Harris. and Ramondre Stevenson, dude. Yeah. I think that takes a lot of pressure off of Jones at quarterback. All right, but you know, and like I said, circling back here, if we're gonna if we're gonna if I'm gonna talk about everything, I don't think that the uh, Patriots could overcome the losses because they had a lot of significant departures this year, and I think that that's really going to hurt them in the end. You know, you got Van Noy, uh, J.C. Jackson is is huge, huge loss. Yeah. Um, I don't think I, – I, I think they're going to be, you know, a contender in the, in the East, but I don't think that they're going to run away with anything. I think Mac Jones has got to um, really come out his sophomore year and, and, and show out, but I – Dude, I, I don't think you're going to be um, – again, I don't think you're going to run, run away with the division at all. Yeah, my problem is on defense for the, one of the first times <laughs> ever uh, talking about the New England Patriots is they got a lot of question marks on, on that on that squad. Agreed. Now, I know that they're going to be well coached. I know they're going to be fundamental. And how often is it with the Patriots that they bring up some of these guys that nobody knew that turned into be household names? I'm not saying that that can't happen, but just taking a look at it right now, I, I see a team that is defensively um, not what they used to be. Um, I know they got Matthew Judon coming off the edge, um, uh, Bearmore uh, there at the defensive tackle. Um, they got Mills out there at corner. They got uh, McCordy back. They have some guys there, but I don't think they have all the pieces to be one of those those defenses that they had been in the past. Then you look over on offense, they're built up front. They have a really good offensive line. They drafted Cole Strange actually really high for what a lot of people thought. 
I still like that pick because if you saw him at the Senior Bowl, he was he was doing some work at the Senior Bowl. Um, the receiving core, however, is all over the place. You got Devontae Parker, um, which he's caught a lot of balls. Um, you got Hunter Henry on uh, tight end. But then they have uh, – gosh dang it, dude. But then they have Nelson Aguilar who – he, who Nelson really Aguilar was a freaking Eagles reject, and yeah, the Eagles Patriots reject. turned him turned him into something. Jacoby that's, Myers, what the, that's what the Patriots do defensively I, and I agree, offensively. That's what they do. Yep. Yeah. Because of the and system, he, he got booed out of Philadelphia, Nelson Aguilar, and yeah. then came out with the Patriots and 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 produced the way he was ex- expected to produce. I'm with you that receivers are all over the place, but. I just wanted to touch on that. I know that's what that, that's what they do. You're you're absolutely right. I think they have <clears> a lot of pieces on offense to be able to move the ball. If he takes a step up, which that sophomore, you know, from his first year to the second year, that sophomore season in the NFL, I do like Mac Jones. I think he fits perfect with what they do. Um, but I think de- defensively, with what's going on in the AFC, and we take a look over at their schedule, um, I think they have a favorable schedule. Uh, you look at uh, they have Green Bay early on, Baltimore. Um, you look down that list. Indianapolis is is another tough one, but there's there's some games that they are very winnable early on in, in the season, uh, and then they have kind of they play Buffalo twice in the latter part. They close out at Buffalo, which you know that's going to be a cold, just frigid game. They play Las Vegas, Cincinnati. Um, I can definitely see them winning. You know, probably nine games. I can, I can, I can get behind nine games for the New uh, I would Patriots. Say easily. Yeah, I yeah. would say easily. I had, I had the Patriots at ten and seven, but, um, yeah, if they go up to eleven, I can see it. I, I think again, I think that's a little bit uh, overachieving. Um, but nine, I could see too. Like I said, that the losses are going to be tough to overcome defensively. Like you said, it's yeah. not, it's not common to see the Patriots have so many question marks on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. If Mac Jones steps up and and elevates his game, I can see the, them being a playoff team. But this is going to rely on him and how he's running that offense. If if he has somewhat of a slump, I can see seven games them win, them winning wow. and being close. I, I can see that happen. I don't think defense, I don't think you're wrong. I do not think yeah. you're wrong there. I just based off the defense. Yeah, based off the defense, if, if you're going to ask Mac Jones to, to throw it 45 times because your defense has given up 30 points a game, it's going to be a tough season. But under Bill Belichick, I have yet to see something like that. So, I don't know. What do you think, Slip? Can you take a look at the schedule? Um, I mean, they went, what, 10-7 and seven last year? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, the Patriots is just one of those teams you can never really count out just because of the scheme and the system they run on top of the fact of who their coach is. And usually if they have the right type of quarterback that fits the Patriot scheme, the Patriot way, they usually end up successful. I mean, even after Brady or whenever Brady was hurt. So, I mean, I feel like I can, I can maybe add one game, one more game. So they might go 11 and 11 and six, maybe. Okay. Okay. I'm behind that. Now, Drew, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in you, man, what? because last week you talked about coaches, coaches, coaches. Now, New England <laughs> lost their offensive coordinator. I know you're not a Who fan of Who is their him, offensive coordinator? To. Josh McDaniels, baby. Sucks, and they lost him. He's, he's awful. But they don't have an offensive coordinator. He was the offensive mind on that staff 
like is Bill going to be calling the offense? That's my only question mark when it comes to offense. Like who's calling the plays? Who's going to be who's going to be doing this for New England? You're telling me that the Patriots don't have an offensive coordinator? No, not right now. No, they haven't named one. Whoever they bring in is still What's uh, the Belichick's Patriots email? Way. What's his email? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, we're going to move over to the Buffalo Bills. This one is near and dear to my heart. My dad uh, is a huge Buffalo Bills fan. I remember as a kid watching those four straight Super Bowls and just just him being upset after those games. Uh, They're back in it this year. They're projected to be one of the best teams in not just the AFC, but the entire NFL. I believe that Vegas has them as the overall favorite to go to go to and win the Super Bowl this year. Um, they brought in some talent too. They brought in Von Miller on the edge from the Rams, um, who's won two Super Bowls. He's a he's a game changer, can close out some games on a six year deal nonetheless, which I thought was a little bit long. Uh, they bring in uh, Shaq Lawson also uh, from the edge uh, from the New York Jets. Uh, James Cook, I actually think, is going to fit amazing into this offense. Uh, uh, running back out of Georgia, Dalvin Cook's brother, I believe, and then Kyer Elam out of University of Florida. Uh, cornerback uh, there in the in the draft. Um, they did lose Jerry Hughes to the Texans star uh, Lutulele, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, and Cole Beasley, uh, but they do have um, Gabriel Davis that really started to shine last year. I, when I take a look at this team, I take a look at what they what they brought in. I see nothing but good things. It's hard to kind of poke holes in it. What do you guys think? Well, before we dive into the uh, Bills here. I see that Matt Patricia is on the uh, the uh, New England coaching staff again, so they do have an offensive coordinator. Anyway, Matt Patricia is a defensive guy. What? He was the Matt offensive Patricia, coordinator. No, he was the defensive he was the coordinator. OC. For, he, before Bill Belichick's son took over the yes, DC, he was the Matt defensive Patricia. coordinator. That's what I thought we were talking about. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They don't have a deep. Oh why is he God. coaching offensive line right now for the for the Patriots? Hey, you know the coaches bounce around. They, they are. Bill Sun is the DC. That's why. That's why. Well, Bill they Sun don't have the an DC. offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator listed, so it's interesting. But yeah, Patricia's yeah. Patricia's coaching the offensive line. So whatever. With his, anyway. with his number two pencil. Yeah, <laughs> and the Bills. I mean, the Bills are as, as good as they want to be. Um, Josh Allen, I think, is one of the best players in the, in the league. He was he was my fantasy QB last year. He led me to a championship. Um, <laughs> Russell Wilson I, doesn't have one of those, right? No. Well, I never – he would never be on my team either. So, no, I think, um, like I said, the Bills are – the Bills are going to go as far as Allen takes them. Um, between him, Diggs, and, and the offense, dude, it's electric. Uh, defensively, I think they got some, some – like I said, key additions, and uh, I think they're going to go, you know, and, and and make more noise than they made last year. What do you think, Slick? Uh, same for me. Um, I like Josh Allen. Um, like you said, the, the, the weapons that he has, the guys that they picked up in the draft. If I'm not mistaken, I think they picked up a, a, a OJ Howard in the table on Austin as well. I could OJ be wrong. Howard's a big pickup if did. that's the case. I think, they, yeah, I think he they hasn't really done. Yeah, he hasn't done he like hasn't. the last couple of years. He so, has it. He, I mean, whatever they could. give him, yeah, whatever he gives them is going to be a bonus, right? Like it gives a them healthy, 
a healthy yeah. OJ Howard. Dawson Knox is a stud. So I mean, he's he tight end one. Yeah. He's, he he's 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 good. He is. He is. more, I think, receiving guy. But anyway, yeah, I, I think I think they'll pretty much be in the same situation they were in last year. I th- I think so too. My now this is another hot take here. Uh, from everybody's on Buffalo. Everybody's on Buffalo. Buffalo is used to being that team that is, you know, kind of the underdog a little bit to try to scrap up in the AFC East. Now this is they're defending AFC East champions. Can they do it again? I think they do it again. My biggest thing with them is consistency. Last year they they had pretty much the same team, eleven and six. Okay, they lost to Jacksonville. Um, I believe it was like nine to six in Jacksonville. Just put up a stinker. Uh, there was a point in the season early on, I think about week 14 or 15, when the playoff pitcher was coming around, there was a scenario they could completely miss it. Now they didn't. They went on a run. Um, but when you're giving up yards like they did with 13 seconds left to the Kansas City Chiefs to allow them to kick a field goal and then ultimately lose that game, that's in the back of their mind. Their defense is going to be under a microscope, and that's why they brought in Avon Miller to, to close it out. That's why they brought in a Kyrie Elam. Okay, my biggest thing is that they're going to have to be consistent, and that falls on Josh Allen. Josh Allen, previous to last season, had not been completely accurate with with the football. He's a big play, big arm guy. I think they have the offense to do it. I think they brought in the right guys to do it. But keep an eye out if it starts to not go well. To what what is the issue? Is it picks? Is it the defense? What what is it? But overall, my opinion, I do think that they're going to win that the AFC East again. And I do think that they're going to win 12 games and they'll be in the playoffs. I don't know in that AFC if I have them as the top dog because, spoiler alert, I do like the the Cincinnati Bengals. I think they got better and they have a really good team around them as well. Uh, what do you guys think uh, when we take a look at this schedule here uh, as far as wins go and what you think uh, projection-wise for the Buffalo Bills in 2022? Dude, I think you could – you know, you're pretty spot on with 12. Um, I could even see 13, but, I mean, you're you're talking about the Jaguars game. You go in 9-6. and six, Like, I th- I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, like, it wasn't great weather. Like, you're going to have those games every every now and then uh, where you come out and just lay an egg. It, it, it's an 18-week season. I think it's natural that that's going to happen. But um, if, if Allen can progress the way – he has last year between mm-hmm. you know his throwing ability and his running ability, which people yes. kind of sleep on a little bit. I mean, he yeah. had over 600 rushing yards last year, and he's like 240 pounds, like he's a tank. So, um, did I put them in a 12, 12 to 13 win range? I, I like the Bengals too to touch on what you said, but I, I think that these guys could could possibly represent the uh, AFC. Yeah, I think they're built too. What do you think, Slick? I think the difference is going to be their defense. The guys that they added on defense, if they all can perform and stay healthy, I think that will – I mean, because their offense is given. Like, Josh Allen is going to be Josh Allen as long as he stays healthy. The receivers, digs, everybody everybody on the offensive side, I feel like, is going to do their job. I mean, if the defense stays healthy, they definitely can – I think they can make a run for it. I mean, you, you, you add you add a, um, a Bon Miller. You already had Rasu. Shout out to the U. He's a U guy. Um, he already was making a lot of noise last year as a rookie. I mean, you add yeah. Elam. Elam still has the – he's a rookie, so he has to prove himself. But you got White coming back off that knee injury. 
You still yep. got Hopkins and um, what's the other safety's name? Um, Poyer. Poyer, yeah, number twenty-one. Yeah. I mean, the secondary wasn't bad last year. To be honest, no, with it wasn't. You. No, it wasn't. My my biggest uh, pickup for them is Crowder right there to replace Cole Beasley. I think he's going to have a potentially big year. He's done a lot of things in the past for the for the Jets wherever he's gone. Yeah, uh, Jamison Crowder. I think that is going to be a sneaky guy in fantasy. He's a vet too. A vet. I think uh, Josh Allen likes those slot receivers um, because Diggs is going to push the ball down the field. Gabriel De- Davis is going to push the ball down the field. I like what they have offensively. It's hard to poke a lot of holes, but also Cook. I think. They have they, last year. Their biggest their biggest weakness was they didn't really have much of a running game. I mean, uh, Singletary he was able to get it done, but just not consistently. I think Cook yeah. gives them a game breaker potentially at, at the running back position, and I think their offense is going to be uh, tough to uh, to keep off uh, keep out of the end zone. Quite frankly, well, uh, I feel like with, with 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 Cook he gives you something that you can mix. In with the other backs, he's not Dalvin. He's more of a out the backfield, yeah, edge guy. Might be able to line up in the slot every now and then. He's he's not Dalvin. No, so you can't really say that you have a, a solidified run game with him either. Like, I, of course, he's going to have plays just because he's a cook, but he's not Dalvin. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, you I guys got these anytime, guys. Anytime, anytime you add 600 yards from your quarterback, that that plays into your run game too. You know, so. Oh, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. So, are we? Uh, I think we're all in agreement. Buffalo uh, pr- predicted to win the the AFC East. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that's a question. I yeah. think that's right there. All right, boys. Well, hey, we got uh, a game tomorrow night, the Hall of Fame game. We're so deprived of football. We're going to be watching uh, third and fourth string quarterbacks out there. Just they'll see some people uh, get hit out there. Uh, Raiders versus the Jaguars. Uh, just to make some fun of it, uh, who you guys got? I got the Jags, man. You know, I just – Doug Peterson getting back into coaching, you know, after taking the Eagles to the uh, – well. You know, won a Super Bowl with the Eagles. I'm not an Eagles fan, but I, I do like Doug, man. He's a nice guy, and he's a good coach, I think. So I'm excited to kind of see him uh, get back out there, man. To be honest with you, the fact that football is back on television, yes, <laughs> I don't sir. care who wins. I don't football care who wins. Back, I, I'm just glad to see football back on TV. I'm glad for sure. football season to be back in full effect. Man, yep. I you, you know why I'm so grouchy? Is it has been it so has boring. Been it has been. There's we'll get through, nothing between there, from like the end of NBA Finals to to now. There's nothing on TV. Yeah, I like baseball too. But like, dude, how much baseball can you watch? I watched the hockey finals this year. Woo! Dude, how about those Avs, baby? How about those Avalanche? Hockey playoffs are fun. But that's my first time really watching it, tuning in. I've been to a couple of hockey games, so live the atmosphere right. is way better than watching it. Yeah. But I was actually like tuned in and was really trying to figure out and learn the rules. That's how bored I was, and I was just <laughs> just reaching for some type yeah, of. I feel sport. like the only rule in hockey is like offsides. That's it. Yeah, offsides. Yeah, all that stuff. Well, hell, and, uh, uh, we got we got our new segment up here. We got. <laughs> Hot quiz, hot shot. Ah. Is Drew ready? Drew is ready. 
He's ready. Our hot shot of the week. I'll kick us off. My hot shot of the week is the 49er front office being able to repair that relationship with Debo Samuel. Oh uh, John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan, Trent Williams, to be, uh, to be able to talk to Debo, to be able to get that deal done, to keep him in San Francisco. That is my hot shot of the week. What are you sipping on tonight? I got my uh, tequila. I got uh, my same tequila as last silver. Week. Same as last week, man. I'm uh, going for it. All right, boys. Here's the Debo Samuel getting extended, baby. Good job, we're, Niners. Yeah, we're going to rename this podcast the Homer Podcast. And uh, <laughs> is that is that accurate or no? No, no. Yeah, I'll be harsh okay. on him. All right, come on. I'll be harsh. Anyway, on him. dude, I got two hot shots of the week, but they're oh. intertwined. Oh, okay. So my hot shots of the week go to. Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns for putting on one of the best matches in WWE in probably the last 10 years this past weekend in Nashville at SummerSlam and revitalizing my fandom of WWE professional wrestling. And at 34 years old, I'm not afraid to admit that. Brock Lesnar and uh, Roman Reigns tore the house down. They had a lot of fun. We had company over watching the watching the event, and dude, it was awesome. So, in honor of that, I'm wearing my my rock apparel. I'm drinking my <laughs> rock tequila. Ter- I'm wearing my or uh, drinking my Terramana tequila, sporting the rock. Hot shots of the Who? week: Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns. Who Roman won Reigns that match? Was a, hey, Roman Reigns was a uh, a good football player at Georgia Tech, by the way, and Roman oh. Reigns won. It was a hell of a match. Oh, nice. Brock Lesnar played uh, – he, he tried his in the NFL for the Vikings, I believe. Yeah. All right, Slick, what you got, it's man? In the back. Uh, <laughs> like I said earlier, the fact that football season is back, that's what my shot goes to. Ooh, football is right. back. NFL, college, high school, everything. Football is back. Hell, yeah. I love it. I love it. Hey, that's why we yes, do this. Sir. We we obviously love the game, right? Like we we have memories on the field. We have memories in, in in the locker room with the boys. Like this is just that time of the year that all those memories come come rushing back. Uh, it creates. If it wasn't for football, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be talking. We wouldn't have any sort of relationship, right? Like I know you guys through football, and uh, I'm just so damn happy it's back. Absolutely. Hell yes, like that's a that's a great shot to go off of. BP, All right, boys. Here's, yeah, here's your your assignment for next week, man. You got to bring up you got to bring up that throw from against Leipzig. All right. Oh, media, okay. Uh, we'll, I'll we'll, bring it we'll up. Chalk, we'll cue it up. All right. We'll cue we'll cue it up. <laughs> we'll absolutely cue it up. Uh, boys, what do we want to talk about next week? What division we want to cover? Hmm. Well, we're, I thought we talked about we're going to stick with the AFC and get the AFC done, and then it's actually funny. I, oh, I'm I'm more partial to like the NFC. Like I'm a bigger NFC fan than I am an AFC fan. If that's it, okay. if, that if that doesn't make any sense. But um, I don't know. Do I go? South? We, got we only got south, two left. We got we AFC got... North. Yep. Which one? Let's go south. What do you think, Rick? Um, I was about to ask you guys. Do you think we should leave it up to the fans? Let them leave it in the comment box. Yeah, so let's. That's do it. a that's a great idea. How that about a, a Twitter poll? How let's about a Twitter poll? All right. What what we'll put out a Twitter poll. Follow us. Go ahead, Brandon. 
Yep, follow us on Twitter <laughs> at the BY Blitz. Let us know. Uh, I'm sure we'll put out some uh, fun TikToks this week. Uh, we already got one vote here for the AFC South. We'll put it out there and uh, we'll let you guys know on Monday who we're going to go with. How's that? Sounds good. I All like right, that boys. idea. I love Sounds that idea. Slick. That's good. All right, boys. Well, until next week, uh, join us next week. We'll figure out what we're what we're doing. But until then, uh, guys, I think uh, I think we're out. Cheers. Ha, ha, ha.